Hey everybody, it's Dave. Before we start the episode, I just want to ask you if you could please give us a rate and review wherever you found us. That would be amazing. It really, really helps us out a whole bunch so that we can get to more listeners like you. Also, if you don't know, we've got a Discord. So look for Fandible and Discord and you'll find us. We got a great community and we always love interacting with fans. So without any further ado, on with the show. We'd like to thank the following Patreon donors. David Miller. Panda John. Rake. Leona Coffin. Modrigan. Jonah Levin. Azeron. Alice. Ethan Ferguson. Rochelle Jackson. David Bellinger. Dr. Gerd Hauser. And Matt P. Thanks for waiting with us while we look for our waitress at the Shadowrun bar. Where is she? There's no I in team and there's no we in murder. Um, The fact that Granick is looking for a cue and not just running off half cocked. That's what worries Foise. But I'm basically grabbing guns and starting to twist them in my hands so that I will be holding guns at these people. That's the that's the uh, John Wick bullshit I would like to pull off, sir. <laughs> Okay, so yep. let's talk about the last three seconds. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fandible.com Actual Play Podcast Network. I am Dave, and I am here remotely because the ball and chain of this game extends across state lines to run Shadowrun Prime. Ladies and gentlemen, Shadowrun Prime. Yes. Finally. Literally, Finally. I, I'll say it's only been six months since the last time. So, so, so I technically know. a six month improvement. So. I mean, yeah, no, this is the best yet. I was trying to wait for nine. So it'd be a baby. Um, <laughs> and so anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are playing Shadowrun Prime, where all of our characters, all of our character players here with uh, Billy, Jesus, Daniel and Angela are actual Shadowrunners. And they are currently stuck in Brooklyn, New York, having had quite a uh, time, I suppose. Quite a quite a trip, quite a Oregon Trail in the opposite direction. No one got bit by a snake or died of dysentery, but I did my best. And we are uh, episode twelve. We are twelve episodes into this goddamn game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten years so- and twelve episodes. 10 years, years and 12 episodes. episodes. <laughs> yep. That's, that's right. a fucking, that's not even a t-shirt. That's a tattoo I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, so let's go around 
uh, old school style. Let's go around. My fucking cat is making all the noise in the background right now, but we'll be okay. <laughs> Let's go around and introduce ourselves and our characters real fast. We're going to go with Jesus, then Billy, then Daniel, then Angela. Jesus. Hey guys, this is Jesus. And I'm once again playing Granik, the honey badger shaman who uh, usually doesn't give a shit, but today, Today, if I can kind of remember what happened last game, I hit my head a couple of times. Didn't we kill a guy by making him afraid or something at some point? Was that was that on me? I don't think oh. there was a I mean, technically we're part of a team. So if I murder someone, we all really murder someone. No, there's no, no. I in team and there's no we in murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so technically I, you know what? Accidents happen. It's fine. It's fine. But you know what? At least I was able to showcase my performance abilities. Hey, everybody, this is Billy, and I am playing uh, Deku, who is a street samurai, and he is uh, a man of a plan, always has a sword, and he also sometimes moonlights as the uh, group's hacker, since we don't really have one of those. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Deku is just excited to be here right now. He is uh, in Brooklyn. I know he scared some wannabe Shadowrunners who were cosplaying. And uh, I think currently we're in the back seat and uh, the back of the bar and uh, Foise doesn't mm-hmm. look so happy, but that's, that's a, you know, that's, that's, a day, that's usually a day that ends part of the course. So it's fine. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Unlike her name, which ends in an I, Dan, go ahead. Hey folks, it's Dan. And I am once again playing uh, the half, oh, actually, no, sorry. No, not half orc, full orc, orc adept, uh, John J.K.L. Kim Lee, uh, well-known YouTuber and shooter of guns. Um, I mean, that's basically it. Well-known YouTuber and shooter of guns pretty much <laughs> is, the, is, is the character in a nutshell. I, I straight up do not remember where we uh, left off. I assume I was about to shoot somebody or, or will be shooting somebody. Uh, there, there are a couple of things. Uh, Dan, you have something that no other player. All oh, right, I am. Has. I am. I always forget about that. That I am a sinner. Uh, yeah, I have. I have a sin. Um, and my sin a security is, uh, identification yeah. number, which makes you a legal and traceable member of American or the United Canadian American States uh, society, which is important. Because- just because I mostly operate outside the law does not mean that I don't pay my taxes like a responsible adult. Okay. I we all for need roads. to chip in. Exactly. We all need to chip in. We live in a society. <laughs> we live John, in a society. John Kimley, the, uh, the ruthless murderer, the bullet dodger, the adept extraordinaire, and also staunch socialist and believes yeah, look, in, <laughs> believes in paying your taxes, paying for healthcare. Also, YouTube will not let you sign up to receive uh, payments without a uh, without a sin. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only That's reason true. I have a sin because you I really want to love your. I mean, I've always wondered so why I actually had one. I'm pretty sure there was a reason, which mm-hmm. I don't remember, but that's the reason I'm giving people. You just came up I with it one it. day and yeah, like, you're yeah. just like, no, he's got it because all of you had to hole up in an apartment for like mm-hmm, months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, you all were share an doing apartment. this from my safe house and yeah, ordering yeah. pizza on, yeah. uh, on air. Yeah, yeah. So everyone knew my address. <laughs> I uh, love that. Tell them to take it in the back where it's a perfect, it's a perfect. If if any of you can imagine uh, having to stay inside for months at a time, that's what y'all were doing. And 
and so uh, Dan, yeah. John Kim Lee's sin is mm-hmm. very important because yes. all of you have money floating around yep. that can only be accessed legally by John Kim Lee's sin number. Mm-hmm. And why do you have that amount of money, Angela? Because I'm really good at negotiating shit. And uh, please tell us about your character and why she might have she might have the biggest uh, stick in her craw about <laughs> this situation. So, hey, everybody, uh, this is Angela back as the one and only Foise. And uh, we are in her old stomping grounds or close to it uh, since we're out of charity. Uh, and um, she she knows people in Brooklyn. Uh, she knows people that she may have stepped on in her quest to become a shadow runner. And one of those people might be sitting across the table from her right now. All I right. mean, I just, uh, just, just vague memories from, from six. Hi- it's a entirely hypothetical. I, yeah. I mean, this could be, this could be just a person. It could be a fan of mine. Could be a fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> as usual, I've written a incredibly self-indulgent opener for this game. And it starts thus. You know you love a city when you start to think it loves you. Like a friend who's always around or a family member that calls just to chat. You imprint a personality onto a place, giving it quirks, interests, ambitions, and fears. Everything it needs to have a mind of its own. Eventually, be it from a well-worn map that lives in your mind or a person personified version of who you would like to become you give it a body the person that is the city becomes part of your life inseparable the only witness to your every beauty and tragedy failure and success the city the person helps to find you but the city is not a person it's an animal It doesn't eat, it feeds. It doesn't breathe, it growls. And it never, ever sleeps. It just waits. And this creature that you're so sure is just like you will shed the soft flesh of humanity and reveal its rows of metal teeth, its concrete skin, and howl with the screaming of a thousand rusted subway cars and lamented cries of people just like you who will want the city to show compassion. And then, if you are not prepared to see the city for what it is, it will devour you. Because the city does have a body, and like any other creature with a body, it needs blood to survive. Criminals are the inevitable result of this creature, parasites that burrow into the hunter's flesh and feed off its veins, monsters in the monster. They help the city catch you and consume you and have a feast all their own. Shadowrunners are neither victim nor parasite, unable to take the fateful step into the darkness of always harming the innocent, but still needing to feed off the creature to stay alive. They live in the very marrow of the city, entwined in its DNA, 
a sickness and a cure for everything that makes it what it is. You have jumped from the crimson, blood-soaked creature of charity, New Jersey, to the dapper civility of Brooklyn, New York. Having been helped by the shadow-running pirates Attaboy and Dear Liza, ferrying you in their ship only to openly attack you when they learned of your significant financial holdings that could be theirs, if only they could acquire John Kim Lee's system identification number, or SIN, to unlock the massive wealth that currently bounces throughout the Matrix like a ping-pong ball featuring the winning lottery number. Striking out into the neighborhood of Williamsburg, you were met with a strange sight, a panorama of what the area had been and will be, a Frankenstein's monster of crumbling buildings and newly minted condos, side by side and even one atop another. A corner bodega butts up against an exclusive art gallery. A bare-bones coffee shop named Black Magic sits ironically in an old church with wood from the pews making the seats and tables. A vintage artisanal butter store and unicycle repair shop casts a glow from its window in the alleyway across the street where the starving homeless can only look on with rage as customers spend more on a dollop of soy-based cream than they may ever have in their entire lives. Looking for a smuggler who could get you back to Seattle named Wet John, you enter into the Chum Dumpster, a three-story high gentleman's club, masquerading as a Shadowrunner haunt, complete with a staff sporting fake scars and painfully injecting basic street lingo into every sentence. Splitting up, which was a mistake for everyone but Foise, you quickly found the owners and proprietors of the place, the Hell Money Triad. Luckily, the ever-affable Foise was the first to make contact with the criminal organization and locate the person of interest. While first talking to the powerful and mysterious Miss Lynn, a waitress, both everywhere and invisible in such a place, sat down and introduced herself as Wet John and said, Foise, you've changed. And we are going to start there. Miss Lynn has asked all of you to be present. You are, all, you are all inside of the club, in the third floor, in the back, and uh, not crowded because it's a very lengthy booth, like a horseshoe with a center table that is onyx black. And every time Miss Lynn puts a drink down, it shimmers like water. And if you didn't know better, you would think that the entire table is simply a pool of jet black ink. And Wet John, a comely young woman, Caucasian, brown hair, and otherwise nondescript, pretty enough, but not so pretty you would pick her out of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Human? As generic and pleasing as you could imagine. She is, to ballpark it, coffee shop cute. The kind of person that you would look forward to seeing but not really remember their name. You wouldn't be able to pick them out in a crowd. And she's wearing a tight black skirt dress. 
as everyone else, every other woman in the establishment who is a waitress is wearing. All the men are wearing tight black shirts and black jeans. She fades into the distance if she walked away, but she sits in front of you. Speckled gold, brown eyes with batted eyelashes. Look at you, Foise. You would swear you've seen her a million times before and maybe never. She is generic. Johnny. Yeah, you seem to be uh, doing pretty well for yourself. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing all right. And she glances over at Miss Lynn, who is stoic and statuesque drinking her tea. Can I get you a drink? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good here. Thanks. Okay. What about your friends? Uh, I think they're all right, too. Radek was about to say something that shut up. Deku is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Deku <laughs> reaches out and just holds up a hand in front of uh, uh, Granik. And then he just gives Foise a nod like, you got this. We'll shut up. We'll be good. <laughs> I see. <laughs> two out of three of us will be good. And the two out of three of us will try to keep the one out of three of us better. I see. <laughs> it's all right. I won't be getting them for you. I, uh, she smiles wryly. I think I just ended my shift. I'm uh, glad we had such good timing. Oh, absolutely. Previously, you had uh, just now ordered a... Uh, a certain drink that is only uh, known to actual Shadowrunner establishments. Perhaps yes. I can interest you in something a little bit more authentic. And she dips her finger into the table, straight through like it is actually water. And as she drags it back out, four glasses of bubbling red liquid pull out and then sit atop as if it was a completely solid table. And you see before you a red Danube. It is a very specific, uh, it is a very specific type of drink that even uh, the places back home generally didn't make because it utilizes a mixture of uh, mercury and a specific substance that Aries, uh, uh, the corporation, doesn't make anymore. It is mostly safe, <laughs> but then again, it's alcohol. What is safe? <laughs> it is the equivalent of offering uh, absinthe with wormwood. Boys. Deku is holding up a hand in front of Granik again to keep him from. Granik learned his lesson the first time. He only twitched a finger. Boise <laughs> gives a low whistle, obviously impressed. Uh, to what do we owe the honor of uh, such a rare and exquisite drink? Well, we may, and she looks over at Miss Lynn, who is still 
drinking her tea and then with what can only be described as the quietest thundercrack you have ever witnessed looks at the drinks that are not being drank and quivers an eyebrow Boise uh, gestures towards the drinks uh well gentlemen uh i mean now that we are being treated to the tippity top shelf uh why don't we all uh cheers our host and i say uh as i say it's like you got it boss and i as i grab the drink and boss uh, boss boss i'm sorry please you were going to finish your toast oh i was just going to uh say and she lifts her glass you know to our most gracious host uh we are so glad that in our storm your port is the one that we walked into and we're gonna take a drink same here uh deck you will follow same. as well miss lynn nods at this smiles and then quiet as a shadow, Foise, you notice that the space just outside of the curtain that separates this place from where everyone else is, beyond that wasn't shadows. It was men in black suits as they all walk away. Wet John speaks up. So I have to admit I might be a bit of a fan. Uh, uh, Diku, I've heard of your work, mostly nautical back at Seattle. Uh, I'm particularly fond of your work, um, with the oil tanker that went adrift just outside of the Puget Sound and the fact that, uh, virtually no one else knows that. So kind of a super fan. It's nice to meet you. It is always nice to hear uh, such interesting stories, though I cannot f- find it in my mind, uh, the memory that you speak of. Um, but I, I will admit, I, uh, I have a fantastic pair of sea legs. Well, the story goes that you and uh, uh, a certain uh, Captain Rubio... I don't know if I heard each other, each other to a drinking contest and then pulled off one of the most audacious heists of oil uh, that Seattle has seen in quite some time. But again, perhaps I heard about that from somewhere else for someone else. It might even be a book that I read or a, a movie, perhaps one day. It sounds like a hell of a story. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> um, Gronick. Yep. What can be said about the massacre of 34th Street? (laughs) (laughs) Boise is just like biting the inside of her cheek. She probably tastes blood at this point. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a while, you know, since I had a chance to let loose ever since I left the Everglades. I've heard. I've, I've heard of the place you came from. Mm. and the family it's not my position to say I killed him (laughs) you're so sure 
Oh, yeah, I did. I totally did. I was there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I killed him. Did you summon a honey badger when you killed all those people on 34th Street? My yep. boss would. This yep. is fine. Uh, yeah, yep, totally did. And, and miss no, 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 what a song. I apologize. No, no, it was, it was, tea. no it, was, it was wolves. It was wolves. I forgot. Yeah, I was I was not in a not good place. I usually summon honey badger beast, but mm-hmm. it was wolves this time. I didn't know why. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of the drinks we had at the bar before we killed all those people at the bar with the wolves and the spell. No, yeah. But yeah, I totally killed my parents. Um, well, and my um, sister. They say blood is thicker than water. They say that blood is thicker than water, and no one's thicker than our friend Garrett Granick. It's true. You know what else likes water? Gators that eat anything thrown into the bayou. Yep. John Kim Lee, a. <laughs> I was the first subscriber to your YouTube channel. <laughs> will you? Will you please say? Welcome, listeners, for me. <sighs> if I must, welcome, listeners. Oh, my goodness. It really <laughs> is just like that. Oh, it's such a... You once killed 13 men with a mm-hmm. zip gun made from pens and, and, and the little pop things that children throw in Fourth of July. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Episode four. Classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. I have heard that your your uh, your your skills are unparalleled. It's all in the wrist. You know, someone else told that to me recently, and their skills may even rival yours, but they didn't get a chance. I believe you've met Attaboy. Ah. Mm-hmm. We have, we have. I understand that the pirates of the Hudson made your way here. And fair play. They got money. You got transport. And then they tried to capture you with explosive shells. Honestly, welcome to Brooklyn. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the more charitable, pardon me, charming ways to uh bring you into this fair little hamlet and that leaves us with foise i respect their hustle foise now i didn't know you were a fan of urban brawl or of if and she uh, she looks down noticing the ring that you took from your idol creme de la creme the manager of the uh jersey smash mouths is anyone else impressed i remember all this shit no one Mm. i don't even know how to do long division (laughs) (laughs) but you wear creme de la creme's signet ring do you know what kind of doors that could open for you if you simply stopped being in the shadows I've got a, a couple I- ideas, um, but I got to say, uh, I'm enjoying where I'm at. Wet John looks over to you, Foisky, and says, it's interesting you say that where you're happy where you are, because I don't think you want to be in Charity, New Jersey. 
Well, and I got out of there as fast as I could. Yeah. You seem to have a knack for that. Trust me, it wasn't my idea to do round two. Of course. Who expects to make it? But you're here in Brooklyn. Have you ever been? You know, I've just uh, just passed through. Mm. There was a palpable tension rising between Foise and Wet John. And as it continues, Miss Lynn simply goes. <clears throat> and Wet John stops. Head cocked to the side, slight smile, locked eyes with Foise. And then sits up straight and says, excuse me, I uh, have to cash out from the register. Of course. Stands up and walks out. And Miss Lynn, aware the storyteller hates having more than one NPC in a room while they talk, <laughs> says, my employee mentioned you not wanting to be here. And Foise, beside you, another shadow casts over just outside of the curtains as the men in black suits reappear. And you see a line of reflective, impeccably polished black shoes peeking out. Miss Lynn says, it is an instance of serendipity that you are here because I owe you an explanation and a apology. And it is not often that Miss Lynn of the Hell Money Triad apologizes to anyone. But what John has informed me of who you are, I have researched you each individually. And I know things about you. This shouldn't come as a surprise. A woman of my stature doesn't rise to this platform without a mixture of ruthlessness and intellect. And it is my intellect that causes me to apologize for my ruthlessness. I bought you. Excuse me? I was informed by an otherwise what we thought loyal and reasonable employee, well-informed and intelligent, though it seems that those are not correct anymore. That some prime runners had run afoul of an employer and died in the course of their jobs. Placid Falls was where you died, sadly. 
embroiled in some sort of madness concerning ghosts? Uh, yeah, that sounds uh, sounds about right. Very tragic. Whole lot of blood. That's every Heather. day with you. I meant more than usual. Are you talking? Sorry. A million new yen worth of cybernetics. Countless years of spell casting. A man whose nervous twitch could end a football field worth of people with one bullet. And with all due respect, Foisy, a theoretical chemical gland that could turn heads as a woman in the Stonewall Tavern. Yes, sounds like you've uh, got our numbers. I've seen the numbers and I've seen your runs. I've heard where it gets around. And when I heard you died, I paid top dollar to your former employer for your bodies. And when I heard that you had been lost, tragic. But yet you are here alive. And my spies tell, <laughs> excuse me, my informants tell me you woke up with slashes on your body in a New Jersey bathroom. Those slashes weren't random. The people I hired to transport your bodies went into business for themselves. Your bones were too hard, your metal too solid. And then, lo and behold, you woke up and they panicked. They took your things and they ran. I didn't get a dime for any of that. Absolutely outrageous. It's very difficult to find good help these days. Alas, I will not get my chance for revenge. Because as far as I understand it, the Baron Street boys are quite dead. Quite. They were the ones that I hired to acquire you when you reached the uh, New Jersey airspace. And for that, I am sorry. I do not deal in living cargo. John, you know, yes. that's very rare. Mm -hmm. The triads, they're not good people. <laughs> Organized crime is not good people. What? I mean, you wouldn't say that to their face, but. <laughs> but. Jesus, Gronik. She's already exhibited that she's somewhat magical previous game she read your auras just real quick she said that as much who would be interested in bodies instead of living ones ah uh, not good mm -mm. david has you said that the first time i was the one that noticed the shadows slash suits moving mm -hmm. outside has everybody else noticed that they are back or is that still just a me thing uh 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm not going to make you roll. Y'all are your characters, and I <laughs> it would be fucking folly at this point to see if you can realize danger. <laughs> uh, Deku, you notice a slight shimmer in the uh, in the divider in the the curtain that divides you. That is not indicative of an actual draft. There is no draft. People are walking very close to it. John Kim Lee, you hear the distinct sound of guns being cocked and and safeties being unlatched. And Jesus, you don't notice any of this. Uh, Gronik, <laughs> Gronik, you don't notice any of this. You do notice that as Miss Lynn drinks her tea she's drank it seven times and places it down and then runs her hand her finger over the edge of it seven times and as she does it the seventh time you feel a almost existential click and you feel the weight of your guns heavy and you know that a ritual has just been completed that makes your guns far too heavy to lift. I, I shoot a glance towards Foise. Foise, you've been with us for all 12 <laughs> sessions, 10 years. Deku's ready to react, and he just needs you to twitch your eye slightly. You will get he a has similar look from Granik. Whenever Granik, surprising, not a serious character most of the time, but when it comes to magic shit, as evil shit has been cast upon us, he gives you that look. <laughs> so right now, Deku, it, it's 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 a fraction of a second. He just flicks his eyes towards you, and he's just waiting for you to give the symbol, uh, mm-hmm. the signal. He's ready to go. Honestly, like Foise expects that deference from from Deku. Like we have established there's a, a good uh, partnership. Partnership, I'll say here. Um, the <laughs> mm-hmm. fact that Granik is looking for a cue and not just running off half cocked. That's what worries Foise. <laughs> This shit is, no, no. Meanwhile, John Kim Lee is like, I'll shoot him. <laughs> John's like debating, like, was that a, like he like two very similar makes of, of gun? Like, is that safety? No, first, yeah, first of all, he's already considered what types of guns are, are, are being, uh, you know, unholstered. And mm-hmm. My question is this whole uh, the guns are too heavy to lift thing. Do we feel that like physically? Like, I'm very aware of my guns. Would I feel like a shit? Oh, yeah, you would be. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would, I'm also you would know. an adept, so there's some level. It, it kind of feels like the butts of your, or the, the, the barrels of your guns that would be slung to your sides stick to the yeah, chair yeah. that you're so, sitting so, on. So, I mean, John, what's happening, John can at least very quiet. He's actually not looking to foisee for like moves or anything, but she would be able to tell from his body language. He's, he's on full alert. Uh, in his mind, what's quietly happening is he's adding the guns that are being uh, unholstered and prepared to his mental inventory of guns that are available <laughs> to him <laughs> with because his current set has clearly been tampered with. They're my guns. They just don't know it yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Foise, just, 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 just say Twitch. 
Foise like holds uh, uh, Miss Lee's uh, Miss Lynn. Miss Lynn, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Lynn's gaze for a moment. She notices the the like the touching the uh, running her finger over the uh, the cup rim. Has no idea what exactly it means, but gets a sense, especially because suddenly her her lone little gun <laughs> feels surprisingly mm-hmm. heavy. That something bad is happening, and she twitches. Deku uses his wired reflex to like shoot forward as if he's like shooting for someone's legs, like with like, his entire body. And all he's doing is he's taking that weird ass water table and flipping it and, uh, and just like launching it towards Miss Lynn. Uh, and right before him, people. Granik is going to summon a massive honey badger and materialize and have it attack the people in the back. Yeah, and okay. Duncan Lee is running. It's immediately like, again, also his all his senses. basically using that tail that's just been launched. He's running right behind it because he's trying to get to those people with those guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, we all kind of had like um, this is and Foise uh, just sits there like a badass. <laughs> the first round of combat. <laughs> oh yeah, you're pro- you're scared. Like, she plays oh it off God. real fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pee your pants. Don't pee your pants. Don't okay. Pee your pants. So, okay. So explain to me again, uh, John, you are running for. Right. So uh, there's a, there was a table that was launched at, at, at this group at, at the, at the, uh, yeah, at, at, right. At, where did you launch a table to? Basically. So mm-hmm. the table's in yeah, front yeah, of us, It's right? basically like, like a, a poker Dave. table style. Yeah. 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 Deku is slamming his body into it using as much cybernetic force as he can to launch this thing just like straight back, uh, into Miss Lee, Miss Lynn, and towards and, and also by proxy, I think. No, Miss Lynn is at the back, and the curtains are at the opposite end. Foise okay. was sitting at the opposite end, closest to the curtains. Imagine a horseshoe where the tip of the horseshoe is the wall. Uh, kind of like a, oh, think of a TGI Fridays. You're in a TGI Fridays booth. Yeah. So, where, you know what, whatever. So, can I? Um, I can draw it for you if you want. Okay, so can I still, yeah. Can I launch the table yes, towards the curtain? Absolutely. Uh, Miss Lynn is not, I mean, she's scary, but I think we need to get the, I think uh, Jim, uh, John Kim Lee's plan to get right. a gun is important. So uh, that's what I'm going to use. I'm launching mm-hmm. the table towards the curtains. And then John Lee, uh, Jim Lee is going to use that uh, table basically as a he's uh, moving like shield. Taking cover behind yeah. the table as he just books it. The idea being that, He's going to pop up either from behind or from under it to grab some. Yeah. Stuff. Can I have it as he flings over the table and, and like throws it at the, at the, cur- we can't see the sheet, David. We, nope. Nope. Nothing. Uh, nope. You're, 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 yeah. Uh, you're back. <laughs> eating it. It's eating it. Literally eating it. Cannot. It's, it's just as he flings the table with Jim Keely in the back behind it, right in front of it, materializes my honey badger, riding the table towards the curtain as well. Sure. Okay. One problem. Yes. I said that your guns were too heavy to lift. Ah, yes. Are any of you wearing holsters or how are you holding your guns? Uh, Presumably there are holsters. Yes. Right, right. I would, I do have a gun, so I would assume I have a holster. Yes. So anyone who is wearing a gun cannot lift themselves without undoing their holster or tearing their. I don't need to move the cat to summon my honey badger. Cool. I do, but I will totally rip some holsters apart if needed. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Uh, yeah, just one second. I just need to see what gun I have. Um, um, I have you right here, actually. Think- uh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, you have addiction. I have to play with that more. Um, also, you have guts, Deacon. So I believe the shit out of this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have, have a an smart, gun smart gun X, X which is an uh, it's like an Uzi. Yeah, so basically what uh, Deku does is he just hits the strap because he has like, it's always like kind of hidden under his coat mm-hmm. and held on by a strap. He just rips it, just rips it and then launches himself in mm-hmm. one smooth motion if he can. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you also have a Remington 950, which is a shotgun. Uh, you just dump that as well. All of this is just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, so no my, problem. My, hmm, here's, here's. Oh, I know exactly what I do. My like, I just have my coat on, like my my badass Deku Deku uh, mm-hmm. le- leather jacket, and it just he just rolls his sleeves back, and the Remington's on, like attached to the jacket. The everything is just kind of there, and it just like hits the ground with a solid thud behind Ooh, him as he launches himself. I was gonna, gonna say kind of the same thing. Like my lined coat as my armor it has all my concealable holsters, so my guns are on my my coat. So if I I basically like drop my armor. I no longer have armor, but mm-hmm. also there go my, my heavy guns keeping me there would be my approach. Don't worry. You have <laughs> the table as armor now. <laughs> Hopefully if I succeed, I mean, it's going to be really embarrassing when Deku gets to the table and just like slams into it. It's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those tables that's bolted onto the floor. <laughs> okay. So I know that Deku has, we're going to simplify this. Deku, you have, you have um, wired reflexes and John Kim Lee, you have the equivalent and Gronik, you do not. We're going to go with Deku and then JKL and then Gronik. Uh, and oh, good God, I did not get my fucking D6s. <laughs> so uh, yeah, formulate what you do for 10 seconds. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I think we formulated it. I th- I'm using my uh, muscle. I'm, I'm assuming I either roll gymnastics or running. I'm not sure. And Boise sits back and will take off the little holster that she has for her little sidearm that's meant for security <laughs> officer. That's a it's a cute little gun. <laughs> All right, so I'm back, and no, this really I've really got to get a dice bag that's just d6s. That is like cyberpunky looking, so I always know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, question: Is removing the guns like an action? Yes. Okay. So it would be it would be so it'd okay. be a simple action mm-hmm. uh, to drop guns because that's what the rules are for dropping something. Okay. Is a simple action. Okay. Then so I also- you get two simple actions, okay. and running is a complex action. So, um, so we either have two simple actions or one complex action. Correct. Okay. So, Deku, you could either drop your guns or just use your massive strength to throw the table, but you can't do both because throwing something is a complex action. Does wired reflex help me do? Uh... No, it just makes you go first and then you get additional. It's like celerity, basically. You get multiple. Can I use edge? Isn't there something that you can use something yes. to break the rules? Actually, we're going to let that go. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to allow it for right now. I think that's a great idea. All right. I'll use edge to drop everything and then just throw slam into this table and some one just beautiful motion of just grace and strength combined together as Deku rolls his shoulders back, uh, dropping the coat off his shoulders that clings to the ground with a heavy, heavy, heavier than it should be clank of guns and metal as he, and then he just launches himself almost kind of like a seal uh, into the table before using his legs, uh, the cybernetics in his legs, just like carry him uh, in his strength right into this thing and just launching it into the curtains. Uh, definitely, definitely, we're going to thank the the drugs and the stupidity and the guts of Deku to do this. And I am rolling uh, mm-hmm. strength. Yep, you'd be rolling. So this would be uh, strength. Um, we're going to do strength times two. So uh, the fun fun part about this when you just use an attribute times two so for instance like agility times two something that the skills don't cover there is no limit so as many successes as you get you get so you could theoretically spend another edge right now and add your edge re-roll sixes go completely fucking bonkers or you could just roll your six or you know your um sizable pool which is 12 if i'm doubling yeah it. uh which is uh what is, so your strength is six so 12 roll 12 dice g fucking shadow okay. run god it's so yeah no i see angela getting like so excited about rolling her dice <laughs> <laughs> oh not my dice my dice are worthless in this situation oh are they I don't know. You want stabbed to do to death during, I think, while your friends were pretending to be uh, mariachi bands. <laughs> so this game's wild. All right. So roll it. Okay. Um, I've already used an edge, so I'm just going to roll this. Oh, I should have used an edge. I got a lot of sixes. Um, I got uh, eight. Eight dice worth, uh, and and seven Damn, of those are sixes. Rolled an edge. <laughs> that would have. I really yeah. should have rolled an edge. All right. Damn. Um, Jesus. Uh, my God. So seven, uh, eight points. Uh, eight points of <laughs> desk damage. They got four successes. So they took four. I'm going to say desk is four bashing. So they now get to roll their admirable. So they took eight. So they took six stun damage as you boosh, just yeet that motherfucker out of the room. And you can tell that they were raising up their gun. You could see like, you know, their, their, uh, you could see the barrel of their guns were lifting up through the, curtain and just bam this poker table sized thing structure just bursts through and knocks a bunch of people down in this wildly comical and also ultra violent Jackie Chan moment speaking of which John <laughs> yeah, Keenan yeah, please the table's not alone um, if at all possible <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what are my options here? Like, I, I, I told you what I want to do. Um, you have to drop your guns. Yeah, so drop spend my guns. Spend an edge and, and then spend an edge. Move. So that's happening. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. this is a new, I feel like this is going to be a new house rule where yeah. you spend an edge to take an extra uh, complex action. All right. All right. So I do that. Uh, and yeah. What, what would I be rolling for this? Uh, this uh, would be uh, running plus okay. agility. All right. So running plus agility. Jesus Christ. I'm like sorry. That. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Nope. There's literally a no. fucking a Vincent Price style wind going through the window right now. Uh, so for listeners, uh, it is currently in uh, late January and we are getting a snowstorm and our recording studio, my recording studio is uh, right by a kind of little alleyway window. And it is, it was a night just like tonight, kind of wind going out. So, do so, question. My agility is listed as six slash seven with the six kind of grayed out. Mm-hmm. So seven is because you have a ability mm-hmm. that lets you do that. So I'm real. So my my effective agility is is seven. Correct. So oh, the gotcha. only time, the only reason you have your unmodified skill is because sometimes somebody will do something to you. Right. If something make... will, were to nullify my magic effectively. Precisely. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. In that case, so I'm rolling agility plus running and my running says here it is a seven. Uh, so that's a four. Is that 14 dice that I'm rolling? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's just check. I just wanted to be sure. That's a shit ton of dice. Um, Welcome to my Shadowrun game. Not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, six, seven, if, eight. If I ever run a game that you do not get some sort of heroic dice pool for, okay. fourteen. Uh, dice. I'm so a prodigious shit. What did that look like? Well, that's. Uh, we're looking at fives and sixes, right? Correct. Uh, all right, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight successes. Uh, two ones, one, two, two threes, one, four, fives, fives, and three sixes. Six. Sixes. Uh, Bear is mentioning. Let me know if you get half or more of ones. That's where you get yes. a glitch. That definitely did not. No, it did not. Uh, oh, yeah, why do I do this to that's myself? That's a shit ton of successes as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, here's what happens. Actually, Dan, you roll these successes. Why don't you tell me what happens? Um, okay, so this, this what what does this allow me? What's the end result? Like I I I ran along or or, or beneath, you know, near the table, Naruto as run. the table as the oh, table cool. smashes into these people as they are bringing their guns in. My goal is to basically like I guess slide under that table, grabbing some of those guns as I go, so I can. Yep. Basically, end up on the floor. I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take a hit on this. I'm gonna end up prone because that's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm effectively sliding on my back, grabbing guns as I go, and then as I slide, I would, you know, I would like to be. I'm not gonna shoot this round clearly, but I'm basically grabbing guns and starting to twist them in my hands so that I will be holding guns at these people. Oh yeah, you do like the, the really cool the spin to get them in the right direction, like right. spinning that's, on your index that's fingers. The, that's the uh, John Wick bullshit I would like to pull off, sir. <laughs> okay. And you do that. All right. Yes. So, Granik. Okay. So, question How many of those people are there in front of us? Like, you cannot tell because tell. there was, well, They're there under was a table. That's more, kind more of the will point. It, mm-hmm. The kind of the point of them being behind the curtain is you can't tell because you can't see them. Mm-hmm. You can't see what they're doing. And now there's a table through it, but there's no way that you can just because they're wearing black um, outfits. Gotcha. It's dark outside. That's the entire idea is that you can't tell. So, 
Okay. This is what I'm, uh, this is what I'm going to do then. Uh, first off, I'm going to summon my honey badger. I already said I was going to do that. You okay there, David? Okay. Just the wind. <laughs> okay. It's so freaking me out, y'all. Okay. So I need I've you been, to roll. I've been doing nothing but watching horror movies like for the last like five days. So, <laughs> okay. so I need you to roll uh, six dots for me. That's the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it five or six or four, five, six? Five, six. Five, six. Seriously, dice, you're doing this to me? I'm using an edge to reroll the failed dice. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Versus four. Well, so I got five. Uh, Mm-hmm. things whatever they're yep. called I've, at words let me do the drain value which is going to be six so it's going to be my oh. what is your um magic rating six so you got how many successes mm-hmm. i got a uh, nine so this is going to be physical because you rolled more successes than your uh than your magic rating is that how it works for like, I don't. Yeah, let's go with mental right now, but I'm fairly sure. No, no, it's, it's, that's only, that's only counts if you decide to summon something higher force than your magic. Okay. No, yes. you're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. No Sorry. Problem. So yeah. So, so nine successes. So basically I have five. I, I can call more five times to do five things. So anyway, okay. that way, sir. So now I need to do uh, drain value, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is going to be, which is going to be uh, how many nets hits you guys for, right? Yeah. I got Versus. Four. So net hits would be three. One one ah, for a success okay. and then three. Yeah. So, okay. And B3. that would be my charisma and my, what was the other thing? Charisma and willpower. willpower? Yeah. Okay. Charisma and willpower. Oh boy. Why do we do this? One, Why do we do two, this dance? Three. What? But no, Seriously? we do this dance because once it went south and you yeah, murdered. Yeah. So I, go, I take people. one stunt because my dice hate me today. So okay. first uh, question, can my mm-hmm. honey badger do something now or do I have to wait? I believe it can do something now. Okay. The two casts. Uh, I didn't check the magic rules. I really should have. Go on. Okay. I'm going to have, uh, there's going to be two extra spells because it's at six level. First mm-hmm. one is going to be uh, guard. Second one is going mm-hmm. to be noxious breath. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. Huh. I'm going to change that. Concealment mm-hmm. and, tox- mm-hmm. and noxious breath. And I'm going to cast noxious breath in a cone at the guys clad in black. Cool. What that basically does, basically, uh, from the hay badger's mouth comes out a greenish, like, c- a cone of gas that sort of looks like you could almost see, like, actual filth and garbage coming out of it in a cone, and it attacks up to two enemies. And they need to make a... Oh, actually, no, I have to attack, I think. Actually, let me check the rules real quick again. Okay. Waiting for this to go south to uh, just... Chalk up here, you know. Technically, mm-hmm. in a roundabout way, you have the biggest kill count. I mean, technically, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that'd be six. So this is considered a ranged <laughs> attack. Mm-hmm. So you'd be sending us a ranged attack versus the agility. What is the agility of this guy? Oh, right. Sorry, I need one more dice. There we go. Okay. One. Two, three, four, four successes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Them? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Then uh, they have to each give me a anyone who is up to two people. So two of them. How have many to give, ones did you get? Hmm? Uh, I got three ones. How many dice? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, cool. 14. You're good. Okay. You're good. All right. Uh, two of them have to give me a willpower time and body test. They have to try to, uh, the power level, by the way, is six. So, I mean, just let me know how many night hits they get. Three. Three? Yeah. Okay. So, this is what happens. First off, they take three stun damage. Mm-hmm. And they are under the effects of nausea. Nausea is a casual term, blah, blah, blah. If the power of an attack after the toxin resistance exceeds the target's willpower, is the willpower higher than six? No. <clears throat> she is incapacitated, unable to take any actions with vomiting and dizziness for three combat turns. Okay. Whether or a not a character is incapacitated, nausea doubles all of the character's wound modifiers for 10 minutes. A nauseated <laughs> character with three boxes of damage, a, a minus one wound modifier, wound modifier, for example, suffers minus two dice on all test instead and so because we go to six yep yep okay so yep. let's talk about the last three seconds <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean she 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 said she 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 bought us right so i mean caveat fucking emptor <laughs> <laughs> can can foise do one thing before we to in this three seconds if it's ta- yeah you can do a non-violent thing Oh, yeah. So uh, one thing I want to take off my little uh, holster for my, I imagine it's like a thigh holster. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would like to, uh, because I have the skill palming, which I assume is like like a a sleight of hand thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to palm um, a shard of broken glass from the glasses that I'm assuming broke when the table was violently launched uh you're gonna have to spend one edge like everybody else i uh, can do that to, yeah okay mm-hmm. great so roll your palming i'm waiting <laughs> to the super glitch you just cut yourself oh god oh! <laughs> <laughs> we just stare at her are you shooting me <laughs> i rolled six dice and five of them are successes <laughs> well okay John, nice nice all right so you effortlessly slip a shard of glass into a pocket yep because you are a woman who understands the necessities of shadow running and do you know what shadow runner clothes look like women's clothes have pockets <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually like it to be up my sleeve because I want to be able to. Yes, absolutely. Of course they do. Your sleeves have pockets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. You say they they had three successes or four? Um, When when I look at three. Three. So they take three stun damage, not two. Sorry. Okay. All right. And Miss Lynn is sitting now at a tableless <laughs> seat. Looking Are we across at... from each other? No, no, I mean, like you're at the end of a horseshoe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she is at the head of the horseshoe. Okay. But still, there's like okay. four feet between the diagram. She is <laughs> still holding her tea. She lifted it up as the table got thrown. Of course she did. Mm-hmm. And she simply says... Awake. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible. 
where our heroes learned that drinks at some bars can be pretty strong. If you liked this, then head on over to Fanable.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few Nuyen burning a hole in your pocket, then go to Patreon forward slash Fanable and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful to us, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.